I wanted to address one of the questions. We got a question from someone that's come through in this uh, series about the Mosaic Law and the role of the believer. And they referred to two particular texts in the New Testament. I want to talk through this real quickly. Matthew 23, 23 is where Jesus is really challenging the Pharisees. You're like whitewashed tombs. On the outside, you look nice, but you're full of dead man's bones. Uh, and in there, he says in Matthew 23, 23, he says, you guys tie. The, you go out and you check in the spice areas you trim off 10% of the mint and tithed on that but you deny justice you should have done the tithing while also uh, but seeking the greater thing which is justice towards one another and those kind of things and so the question is isn't Jesus endorsing tithing there um, I would suggest a couple things first of all is that yes I do think the Mosaic law was still an obligation of the Pharisees and of course Jesus should call them out for the fact that well you guys obsess over Mosaic law and deny the more fundamental aspect of the Mosaic law which is that of kindness and grace and loving your neighbor and these kinds of things. Uh, the Pharisees, prior to the death and resurrection of Jesus, are under Mosaic law and they are under obligation. To be a Jewish individual in first century AD and not tithe uh, would have violated Mosaic law. That's, that's the first observation. Number two is that in the church, we don't see tithing as a practice, we see giving as a practice. And there's a huge difference. Uh, in the Old Testament, we have the temple support, we have the national support, uh, all of these kinds of things to where national worship has to be supported by the way giving is done. Uh, you get to the church, there's some parallels, but not completely. There's a lot of house churches. Uh, there are situations where giving is primarily to support missional stuff outside of the church. Uh, things change quite a bit in the way money is raised and what it's used for. So I, by saying I don't think tithing the way the Old Testament law is an obligation to a believer today, by saying I don't think that's the right way of handling that, I don't mean that giving has gone away or that there's no obligation to give. In fact, if anything, we look at the Old Testament and we'd say, wow, it looks like to us the Old Testament outside of knowledge of Christ, his life, his death, resurrection, all these kind of things, the massive grace God has given to us. Uh, before that, Jewish law was tithing. Would we not look at that and go, wow, you know, as a believer in Christ Jesus, given everything God's done, I don't want to just sit around and calculate 10% and go, oh, I got that done, but instead live with my hands open. We, we see in the New Testament actually a lot bigger sacrificial giving. And it's not people who are counting numbers, but people who are just living with their hands open. They're like, where can I give? Constantly looking for a place to give, constantly looking for a way to use my time and resources and energy. Whereas in the Old Testament, it's like, okay, I gave my 10%. Uh, now I'm done. Whereas in the New Testament, the obligation was, well, is there a need? I'm going to meet it. And so I would think, I would suggest it's not that I'm saying, well, people shouldn't give or tithing's a bad thing. What I'm suggesting is that it's not out of legal, legal obligation according to the Old Testament that we now give. We give now under the knowledge of the grace of God through his son, Christ Jesus. And we give now as a, a desire to meet needs within the congregation and to advance the kingdom in terms of missions. We see all of that in the New Testament. And so with that in mind, uh, the encouragement to give, we don't need the Old Testament tithe to do that. I think the Pharisees were obligated as Jewish people prior to the resurrection of Christ Jesus to tithe to support the temple and to support the worship of the Jewish people. Um, but for Gentiles, they, they were not under obligation prior to the gospel to tithe to the Jewish temple, for sure. And now that Christ has come, the obligation is to give out of the power of the Holy Spirit and out of the resources and grace that God has shown us to give out of that. And so I would suggest that we don't need the Old Testament law tithing to encourage giving 
today or to support the doctrine of giving today. And so that's how I'd answer that. And then the question was from James 4.11. And there we have a reference to law. The whole book of James has uh, about seven or eight references to law. But it should be noted in the book of James that the book of James emphasizes the law primarily in love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And all of the legal things he brings up are things like murder and stuff like that, and about hating your brother. The book of James actually re- makes no reference to Sabbath, dietary rules, no reference to clothing, no reference to tithing, no reference to Jewish feasts. Everywhere law comes up, it always has to do with loving your neighbor. It has to do with uh, don't cheat one another, don't lie to one another. Uh, but all of those commands, it should be noted, Jesus himself restates the apostolic testimony in the New Testament restates. So these are not Old Testament laws that we say um, aren't also restated over and over in the New Testament. So when James uses the word law, he's not broadly speaking of the entire Mosaic law about clothing, dietary rules. He's very specific in the context of it's the way you love your neighbor, loving your neighbor, not murdering them in your heart, not having hatred towards them in your heart. And so when he brings up the law, I think what he means by that is the, the, the law as Jesus has restated as the apostolic tradition, which is loving God and loving your neighbor, and uh, that that's the primary way of expressing this is this, you, the person who asked the question you've mentioned, this royal law, this broad kingdom law that says we should love God and we should love our neighbor as kingdom citizens. Uh, That's how we should live. And so when James uses the word law, he seems to be using it that way because he didn't have to bring up any of these other laws. There's, There's no reference in the book of James to any of these other dietary things or ceremonial laws or anything like that. And the only times those things come up in the New Testament are usually in reference to refuting them, like circumcision or dietary rules or the book of Hebrews and the priestly system. The only time those things ever come up are usually under refutation, not as affirming them. And so all the other places of affirmation we get are in the New Testament are things like Paul saying, don't lie to one another, uh, you know, don't. Go, don't commit sexual immorality, these kinds of things. So the entire Old Testament is fulfilled in Christ. The parts of the Old Testament that are still in play today are those that are reaffirmed in the New Testament through apostolic tradition that have been explicitly kept. And the rest of the Old Testament law has now been fulfilled in Christ. So it's still important in that it must be fulfilled, but they have been fulfilled in Christ so that now as a Gentile believer, circumcision, dietary things, clothing, Uh, all these kinds of things, are fulfilled in Christ. By faith in him, I've fulfilled those things. And now my obligation is to the restated apostolic tradition. As Paul says in Ephesians, the church is built on the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus being the chief cornerstone, not the Mosaic law. And so that's where we turn. We turn to the New Testament now, and we look through these things through the lens of the gospel of Christ Jesus.